This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and the president of The Gearing Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 100 years. This is our centennial year. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brumman. I happen to be the president, and what a joy and an honor it is to be on this program for over 10 years to bring you good news in the community. You know, we're always hearing all week long, all year long, bad news, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in politics, what's happening locally. And yet during all those times, and they're hard times, we have the pandemic, we have uh, issues about our uh, employment and jobs and all that that's going on right now. But through all of that, I have seen, and you have probably seen too and encountered people that are caring for others in crisis. You know, we've had the tsunamis, we've had hurricanes, we've had earthquakes this past year in our country and other countries, and people rally around to help those in the greatest of need. And it's the same thing here in South Florida. You know, we've had to really change the way that we've served the homeless and needy here due to the uh, pandemic. And the reason is we have to do social distancing, we have to continually clean all the surfaces, we have to feed people in shifts. We have to work people in shifts. And even during that, uh, we had volunteers were almost absent from our campuses in 2021. Uh, we're bringing them back this year, you know, safely and cautiously. Uh, years ago, just a few years ago, we had over 9,000 volunteers would come into our centers in Broward and Miami. And last year, it was just a little over 2,000. And many of those volunteers were doing things off campus. And by the way, uh, right now in our winter program, we have this, we do it every year. It's our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. And what we're asking people to do is go to our website at caringplace.org slash mission hope. That's caringplace.org slash mission hope. And when you go to your local place where you buy items, your supermarket or your superstore, we're asking people to buy hygiene items for those in the greatest of need. And can you imagine not brushing your teeth or combing your hair or being able to wash your face? And so we use these items every single day. And then on our great outreaches, we give them out in our purple bags. And so when you go to the website at caringplace.org slash mission hope, uh, you'll, you'll find out all the information we need. We'll send you out purple bags that you can use for yourself, hand them out to your friends, uh, maybe your business or place of worship or school would want to get involved. And then you can get great big boxes and get our flyers and put them on there. And uh, we're asking people to put in shampoo, um, razors, deodorant, uh, washcloths, everything, toothbrush, toothpaste, everything that are hygiene products, and and bring them to one of our centers. It's listed on there, either in Hollywood or Miami, or even in, in uh, North Miami, we have a place you can drop them off. And if you have large items, or you got you know pallets full of items, boxes full of items, we will be happy to come by and pick them up. So go to caringplace.org slash mission hope and that's the way you can become a volunteer you really don't have to come in on campus and what you know really is it how creative people can be even children 
You know, I've met, I've had stories of children going door to door with their wagon, uh, getting hygiene products. You know, people that go on trips to hotels, those little small shampoos and things are just fantastic to put in there. And then we also put them in our purple bags. We hand them out during the year. We encourage people to keep some of those purple bags, keep them in your car. Uh, you can get some of our worthy cards from our website that can tell the homeless that on the street where to get help. And uh, give that, those bags out when you see the homeless on the street. Don't give them money. Give them a bag with some hygiene products and a card in there telling them where they can get help. And, and that's really the most productive way uh, to interact with the homeless. You don't want to give them money generally. Uh, you want to give them maybe a bag with some water, maybe a sandwich, and then the hygiene products, and then a card in there that says where they can get help and how they can get off the streets. And that's what we're all about. We're helping people every single day. We're serving close to 1,000 people now. Uh, just before the pandemic was 1,300 people a day. Now it's about 1,000. Uh, we have over 200 men and women in our Miami centers that are being fed that are in the community. And then, of course, our centers themselves with our residents, those that are going through our programs to, to redo their lives, to transform their lives. And we can't do all that we do without the help of our, our community. And we want to say God bless to everyone that's helped us in some way. Maybe you've given a dollar, maybe you've done a clothing drive for us, or you've come out and you've actually done something, served a meal or painted a wall. Just thank you so much. Uh, we really rely on mom and dad and local businesses and places of worship to, to, to provide the funding for us. We do have some contracts with Miami-Dade and Broward County, but that's just a portion of what it really costs to run the centers. And so we are just very, very grateful to every single donor that's given a dollar or given a thousand or given $10,000. God bless you. May the Lord richly reward you. And there's a way that you can help us right now in the beginning of the year with the new year. We're getting uh, some cooler months. We never get it freezing like we have up north, but we do get cooler months. So we will have nights of emergency weather that will have people come in. We need our coats and our jackets and our blankets so you can donate them. And also the easiest way, the very easiest way is to help us by providing meals. You know, I've been here over 30 years, and you can come and talk to people. You can come and see for yourself. You can talk to former clients, people that have graduated our program. And really what draw people, drew people to us is not just that we have a good program or they were tired to, uh, of living on the street. They're hungry. And so I've said this, and others have said this, has become our little mantra, hope often begins with a meal. And that's so true, that when people come in, they're hungry. You know, you can't really talk to somebody about changing their life or stop using drugs or get off the streets or get some help. Uh, if they're hungry, if they're tired, if they're angry, if, they're, if they need a change of clothes and maybe they need to brush their teeth or comb their hair, uh, they're not really ready to receive that. When somebody gets a shower and gets a change of clothes and gets themselves looking a little better and shaved a little bit and sitting down, they've gotten some food, and then you can approach them. And then even just to create that friendship, maybe not the first time or the second time you see somebody, but to create a, a friendship and then continually ask, are you ready? Are you ready to get off the streets? And uh, it's just wonderful the way people can react to that kindness, to that compassion. They understand that we're not going to judge people here, that our staff and our volunteers and our donors love them, that God loves them, has a purpose for them and a place for them. And they need to start trusting that in themselves. And it's such, it's such a joy to see people that come in that are just completely hopeless. They don't know if they can make it or not, but they start applying themselves a little by little, and you know yourself, if you want to make a change in your life, this is January, people make all the New Year's resolutions, 
Uh, statistics and research says that by the third or fourth week, you know, half of them are gone already. And each year it's the same resolution. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to get better. And it's hard work, you know, for, for to change in any way. You know, if you want to make a minor change or a major change. So can you imagine... Uh, living on the street for any period of time, maybe you're having your drugs, maybe you suffer from mental mental illness, or maybe you're a woman that's fleeing domestic violence, that's uh, been beaten and emotionally abused or physically abused, have a couple children that you're carrying, maybe you have one that you're pregnant with, and all those things when you come into the center. But I see when people come in and they say, you know something, if they can make it, that that buddy of mine that I used to run with on the streets, you know, two years ago, uh, can get off drugs, or if that friend of mine can do so well, I think I can do it too. And then we wrap everything around them with us. Uh, classes, life skill classes. They can learn computer skills, uh, better their English. Uh, maybe if they're Spanish, they can have English as a second language. We have counseling, addiction classes, parenting classes, abuse, uh, just so many different things to help people so they can get to the point where they can even start applying for jobs to help them with resumes and then even with budgeting and what to do when they get a job, how to keep a job, and then get affordable housing that's safe for them. So all those services coming in with basically nothing all the way up to becoming a graduate of our, one of our centers and then also going into the, in the community, having their own home, and becoming successful and productive in life. And that's the easiest way uh, that you can help us is by providing meals. So go to caringplace.org slash new year. That's caringplace.org slash new year. For $2.10, you can provide one meal. So for $21, that's uh, uh, 10 meals. You can also become a Meals a Month partner when you go to our website, there's a big button there. That's a little different. That's a monthly commitment where you're saying, I'm going to give $10, $20 a month to help someone in need. And that goes all year round. And believe me, last year, two years ago, it was almost a million. Last year, it was about 800000 because of COVID. Uh, and this year, we're going to go, those numbers are going to go back up. And our vision is that no one is homeless. We've been doing this for 100 years. And it seems like we're going to have a, a great job ahead of us. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. Super excited to have with us uh, via phone. Uh, we have Marty Steinberg, and he is an attorney at Hogan Lovell's um, Attorney Law Office. How are you doing, Marty? Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. Oh, you know what? I want to start the interview by thanking you once again. Uh, I know I've done this a couple of times already. I'm, I'm so happy and so grateful for what you guys are doing to help our community. And I thank you for um, thinking of us for this wonderful initiative that you're doing. And, you know, the fact that you're donating hours of legal assistance to people that may need it, including our residents in the center that are homeless, that used to be in the sidewalks, and now they are part of our centers. And you want to help with any civil, any criminal matters. Uh, thank you so much for that. And tell me more about the firm and about that initiative. Well, our firm, Hogan Levels, is all over the world. It's quite a large firm. And our firm is known for its significant pro bono contributions already. But in addition to that, based on what's happening in America, the firm has decided to devote at least 65,000 pro bono hours in an effort to break down the deeply rooted systemic barriers in our society that impact people of color. 
And to that end, we are identifying local opportunities such as your organization so that our attorneys can engage in a commitment by partnering with you um, to assist persons of color that may require legal assistance. And, and it's such a great help. I mean, we're talking about, and I'm going to say that number again because I know it's huge, 65,000 of hours that you guys are, you know, taking the time to look at these cases to see if you can help, to help them hopefully. And, and, and I know it's, it's, it's such a tremendous effort from, from all of you. And, and, and I want to thank you again and again. Now, uh, I know you're not new to the Miami Rescue Mission. I know you do something very special uh, with our wonderful Care Elementary. Uh, tell us about that experience. Well, Naomi Tanaka, who's also on this phone call, and I have been uh, working with CARE and teaching seminars to 4th, 5th, and 6th grade for many years now, and it's been a delight. So we're right at, we, we teach right across the street from you. Absolutely. And this is a school that was actually, I mean, uh, our wonderful board member, Marty Steinberger, who has such a similar name to yours. Um, she actually, you know, came up with this wonderful idea of having Care Elementary become, you know, that dream become a reality. And, and what a wonderful, I think we started with K through third grade and now we go all the way to sixth grade. I mean, it's such a, such a wonderful school and how wonderful that people in the community like you and, and many other volunteers are coming to help and inspire. Uh, the children. Um, can you tell us, I mean, I know you've been doing pro bono services for, for years now. Uh, any experiences that come to mind, individuals that you have helped, any any experience that you want to share with us? Well, you know, I, I'm glad to see a lot of the kids that I've uh, been involved with, either through Big Brothers or CARE, go on to college and successful careers and having families. And uh, that's a great thing um, to be able to play some part in giving them an opportunity to do that. Absolutely. I mean, thinking about the future and uh, creating this, you know, wonderful individuals for, for our future, for our community, for our country. Um, that's awesome. Now, when it comes to the legal aspects of it, tell me about the firm. Uh, what type of services or what type of cases do you guys take? And I'm thinking our listeners are probably, if anybody out there needs an attorney, if you need any legal services, help uh, to contact you. So what are the matters that you guys are able to help with? Well, we're quite a large firm, so we can handle a lot of different matters. Uh, obviously, we handle civil matters, um, criminal matters, housing, um, economic justice, voting rights, uh, pretty much almost anything across the board. Um, our one requirement is that we perform a conflict check to make sure we're not in conflict with any of our other clients, but assuming we aren't, we're available to help out. That's wonderful. And I know you're in Brickell, in, in the Brickell area in Miami. Uh, any other office or just that one in Brickell, Miami? We only have one office in Miami, but we have offices all over the globe. Wonderful. And how can people get in uh, and, you know, how can they contact you if they want to know more about the firm or if they want to call you, if they want to talk to you guys about a case that they have? Uh, how can they get in touch with you? I'm going to let Naomi explain that to you. 
Absolutely, Naomi. <laughs> and I want to thank you <laughs> also, you? Naomi. I mean, uh, talking everything that you guys are doing is so fantastic. But when I think of you, I think of the many times that you have come to our center and have brought cards, you know, your car full of donations for us, clothing, underwear. Thank you so much for everything that you do. <laughs> Oh, you're quite welcome. And we have more stuff coming. Um, um, Christine is also on the line. She's another assistant here in the office. And if you need to get in contact with us, you could either reach out to me, Naomi Tanaka, or Christine Torrens, T-O-R-R-E-N-S. And we're at 305-459-6500. And uh Feel free to call us and we'll walk uh, the clients through the process and conflicts and everything that's needed. Now, if there is someone out there who's listening and it's probably part of another nonprofit, another organization like, like ours, you know, and, and you know that there are many wonderful organizations in the community helping others, uh, is it okay for them to contact you as well to see how you can assist them as well? Or, you know, where are you guys with that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, any other um, services, will uh, they're free to call us and we'll be able to assist. That That's wonderful. I mean, when you think about the legal matters services world, I mean, it can get so complicated. I'm sure you guys know much better than, than I do about any of that, but it can get so tricky, right? So it's good to have the legal uh, representation that is fair and that you can trust. Uh, so I thank you guys uh, for doing that. Many of our guys, even even volunteers that sometimes we get to, um, you know, meet at, in the office that come from having a legal matter and, you know, they have to end up doing community service hours because of that um, I, I heard so many stories and sometimes having the right attorney can make all, all the difference in the world I'm sure you all agree on that one yes absolutely awesome so anyone um, you know looking for any type of legal assistance service you know if you if you're in need of that um, phone number again Naomi and then you or Christine would be the initial contact Correct. And the phone number here at Hogan Lovells is 305-459-6500. And how long have you guys been in the community? Well, that's, uh, wow, very long time. <laughs> I've been with the firm. I've been with the firm now 17 years. I was wow. originally in our New York office and moved down to Miami. And Marty has been around for a very long time. Wow, that is 17 years is a huge amount of time. That's wonderful. Yes. And and again, yes. I mean, I love what you guys do. I I I'm famous to say you can you can probably find an attorney everywhere. You can do business with anywhere in our community. Uh, but when you find the firm that is actually doing the amount of goodness that you guys are, you know, doing and giving back uh, to those that need it. I mean, talking about pro bono services, Marty volunteering at Kerr Elementary, trying to to teach the children, you know, give them a better future in that way. Um, I would much rather uh, do business with someone like that than, you know, just anyone else. Uh, so thank you so much for doing that. Uh, if you you were driving our listeners and you couldn't get the number from Naomi, uh, please feel free to call me. I have all of their information. I can give it to you. Um, I mean, I can, I can, you know, make that introduction between our listeners and, uh, and Hogan Lovells. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Marty, thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do. Naomi, Christine, thank you so much for everything. And uh, I hope to speak with you guys again soon. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, Leanne. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. We have on the line with us today, our wonderful Jose Soto from State Farm. Good morning, Jose. How are you? 
Good morning, Leon. I am doing awesome, and I've got some really, really exciting news to, to share with everyone listening. I, I mean, I am thrilled, and everybody's going to be totally freaking out when they hear the news. I cannot wait. I'm excited, as always. Uh, tell us about what you have going on, my dear. Well, this year, uh, State Farm celebrates its 100-year anniversary. So we're bringing back our, our very popular program called Stay Farm Neighborhood Assist. And this is where folks like you and I and organizations can nominate a, a, a group for a chance to win a $25,000 grant from Stay Farm. Now, because this is our 100-year 100 anniversary, Stay Farm is going to be awarding $125,000 grants. That's $2.5 million in grants. So... And it's really, really, really simple. I mean, and so these grants, um, uh, they're going to open up on February 16th at, at, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and folks can visit now neighborhoodassist.com. So you can download the questions. There's only three simple questions on there. Um, I believe, in, you know, in the past, was it the Miami Rescue Mission may have applied for that and, and I hopefully think we always you guys do. do I think we always yeah, do right. and we make a social post and you know we tell our supporters about it I mean it's important to to recognize the great work of all the other organizations as well um, so yeah I mean we would hope <laughs> right um, but, but again <laughs> right. I know that this is something that is, is based on votes right so people are voting right so so the, the way it would work is you would nominate an organization um, and uh, you know, answer the three questions that are going to be on the application on February 16th, and then State Farm is going to pick the top, uh, actually the first 4,000 requests this year that come in, and out of those, we'll pick the top 200, and then we'll have a voting competition that will last for about a week. And uh, if audience or the folks that vote during that week will decide who our winners are going to be. Now, what's very unique this year is, of course, we're going to select the top 200, but out of those top 200, 100 will win 25,000. So that means if you make the top 200, you have a 50-50 shot of winning $25,000 to help improve your community. And I mean, last year we had a, a school over in Tallahassee that won the $25,000, for example. And they're, 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 what they want to do is build a playground so folks with disabilities and kids with disabilities will be able to play because their playground wasn't set up for that. We had uh, another group over in Tampa that won $25,000 and that money was going to be used for teacher supplies to provide to teachers so they can give to kids that have no, no supplies in their classrooms. So I give you an example, but it could be really anything at all you can nominate an organization for, anything related to education, safety, or maybe just uh, improving your community in general. That's amazing and, and so much needed, right? We always say the same thing. Uh, when you are a nonprofit organization, we need the, commit, the commitment and the help of our community. We are not able to do it without our wonderful community behind us. So this is a beautiful initiative, Jose, and I thank you and State Farm for always, always finding new ways to help those that are in need. I know you guys always participate in all the drives that we do as well, so you're always collecting now. I mean, I can think of Mother's Day coming up. You guys always do something nice, then backpacks and school supplies and toys, and you are so present in our community. Thank you, thank you for finding the ways to always getting more and more creative. And this is this is amazing. So, of course, I don't have to mention it. And I mean, I, I think it goes without saying that we love you. Uh, we love State Farm. For those of you out there, if you want to have your insurance 
for your car, your home, anything, and you want to go with a company that really, truly cares for the community, listen, I, I have to recommend Stay Farm, and I love you, Jose, for doing everything you're doing. We'll tell everyone who go to the website to get more info, right? Right. Just visit neighborhoodassist.com, and you can download the application there. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you. Well, this is Marilyn Brummett, and we are at that part of the program, which I think is everybody's favorite. I know it's mine, uh, where we get to hear someone's testimony, someone's story, their journey in life, uh, how they came to the mission, and how now um, it is so much better. So I have with me today, I have Manfred, and Manfred, I welcome you to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, let's go back in time and uh, tell us a little bit about your childhood and then bring us through through uh, your story. I was uh, born in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ra- I was raised with my great-great-grandmother um, before my mother left to come to America. I would say I had a fairly good childhood, a lot of abandonment because I every time I turned around, my mother wasn't really there, but she was. she did a lot to help get me to where I am. A lot of sacrifice, but, you know, I was grown up and trying to find myself. I lost myself. Mm. So I would say growing up uh, around everything was was good from the early years, elementary. But once I got around high school and middle school or middle school, high school, that's when I really kind of went into the experimenting stage. Now, in high school, was you actually here in America? Yes. I came to America when I was six years old. Oh, okay. Um, That's why I don't hear an accent. No, no. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of schooling, thank God. And I, that was around the age of, I started paying attention. I started really listening to adults, and I, I didn't want to mess up. Mm-hmm. But then there was a part of my life where I just stopped paying attention. And mm-hmm. once you stop paying attention, you start messing up, and... So what was the attraction to drugs? I wanted to be a part of the cool kids. I feel like when I first came to America, I I didn't know anything, so I never could quite fit in. So when they introduced me to it, I was like, okay, if I want to fit in with these cool kids, so to speak, then this is what the cool kids do. Mm-hmm. And my first drug of, uh, starting point was marijuana. And it, it was great. It was great. I enjoyed it until I stopped enjoying it. And then I graduated to a new drug. Um, that was crack cocaine. Now, um, so you, you left school early. Yes. But you got some kind of a job? Yes. Uh, I was doing landscaping. Okay. I was doing a lot of landscaping. And when I wasn't doing landscaping, I was also working in a restaurant. I was a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I had to keep money coming in. Um, I wasn't necessarily paying bills because I was still living at home with my mom so I didn't have to worry about paying bills, even though I should have, because I should have been helping her out. But mm. that wasn't really something that was I, I was thinking about. It was more get money so I can have a good time. Now, did you kind of keep it away from her that you were using drugs? Yes. Yes. I, in her eyes, I wanted her. I wanted to remain, you know, mama's little boy. Mm. I didn't want her to think anything different. But, you know, I would occasionally drink in front of her and smoke cigarettes but as far as what i was truly doing the hardcore life no i didn't want her to know that at all now at some point she must have found out yes she did find out um i was spending a night in one of the bedrooms and she happened to find uh the tool that i was using and i almost saw her heartbreak and i i felt 
exactly what uh, what she probably had a intuition of, but she never seen it for herself. So when she saw that, uh, everything really changed between us. Now, at some point, she said, "Sorry, you can't stay here." Yeah, I was a matter of fact, it was that night. Oh. Yeah, it was that night. She was like, "I, I didn't believe it until I saw it, and now that I've seen it, um, I don't, I don't think this is the right thing for you." I don't think this is the right place for you. And it's about time that you figure out a way to get your life back on track. Okay. Well, uh, Manfred, I, I know I, I feel me. I'm a mom too. So I feel my heart breaking at that point and feeling what she felt at that time. But there's more to the story. And uh, we're going to take a short station break here. And then we're going to come back and we're going to find out what else happened to Manfred. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with Manfred, and I don't want to take any time here because we want to hear more of your story. So um, mom has said that's enough. Um, You're going to have to leave. Broke her heart, and you did. So how long uh, was you out on the street? Yeah, that very night I actually left the house, and I didn't want to come to the realization that I am on my own but i was like okay fine you don't want me there fine i'm gonna make it on my own yeah and how did that go it didn't go good it didn't go good at all um so how long were you out there would we say on the street i was out there for about six months and how did you survive um i would do odd and in jobs more of the restaurant i stuck to the field that i knew best Mm -hmm. but i got mistreated because of the purpose of the reason why i was in these jobs I got mistreated a lot and I got paid whatever they felt that they should pay me, not what I deserved. And when that didn't work, I was panhandling. Panhandling. Wow. Now that's really going to the the bottom, right? Yeah. The very, very bottom. Now, how did you feel when you were panhandling and 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 did you get enough to do what you needed to do when you did that? Well, the thing about with the panhandling, I used it as part of my my mind because at first i was very self-conscious and i was i had rejection issues but i knew i had to get something and i wanted something so i had to get over that really quickly really fast so at the beginning i had issues with it but once the money started flowing and touching my hands then my confidence started getting up faster and faster then when i achieved my goal i got out of there there was no reason to stay for any longer so as soon as you got the amount of money you needed for that day to do what you wanted to do i left you left yes didn't try to get any more no 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 reason to (laughs) the self-conscious started coming back because i don't know it was a really weird mindset for me yeah it's it sounds like you're a good salesman (laughs) I was I was pretty good. I, I was a, a good people person because what I wanted outweighed the nervousness. It outweighed the fear because I wanted what I wanted, and mm-hmm. it was something bad. Now, what? How did you come to the mission? Then, I mean, who told you where it was, and how did you get here? The Miami Rescue Mission. I remember I was doing a job with this lady one day, and I was at the point in my life where I was like, "This is just not working." But I wasn't ready to give up just then. So I asked around, and it was actually at another shelter. They were doing a a yard sale. And I asked around, and they told me their intake day. But they also gave me information about another shelter that was down the street. So I walked down the street, and it was the Miami Rescue Mission. 
and I talked to somebody in the lobby and I wasn't supposed to come into the lobby, but I walked in the lobby, thank God, and I asked them, hey, how do I get help? How do I uh, get a part, be a part of the program? And they told me to come back on Monday. We and the information come back on Monday, be in front in front of the gate and we could see what we could do for you. Now, I got the information that day, but I don't think, believe I came back for another five to six months because I still wasn't ready to give everything up. Right. And when now I, you told me all fear, there was a you actually had taken a, a hit of crack cocaine that yeah. did not go well, and that was one of your epiphany moments. Yeah, what happened with that? That was when I was ready to give it all up. Okay, I took the hit and. It got me to the point where I was in fear for my life. Nothing was wrong. Nobody was going to do anything to me. But my mind was so screwed up that I felt like it had to, I had to change. So I called the police on myself and I waited for them to come pick me up, but they never did. So I had to figure something out and leave that area. Okay, so we've really kind of run out of time, and it's, it's a shame because there's so much more to the story. So I'm because of off-air, I kind of talked to you. I'm going to tell everybody. So you did come to the mission after that high. Um, you stayed six months. You thought everything was fine. I don't need to graduate. I got this. You left. You were gone six months, and you've come back. Yes. And now you are sticking and staying. Yes, ma'am. And uh, you want to finish your education. You want to go back to school, get your certification in counseling. Yes. And uh, you want to be hopefully a case manager. And actually, you're very articulate. And I can see you can do all of that. So um, I'm just going to ask the listening audience, let's please pray for Manfred. Uh, He's got the best is yet to come. That's what we always want to say here at the mission. And uh, I see your smiling face. You look absolutely wonderful. You've sold me. I know you can do it. Thank God bless you. God bless you. Uh, what a great testimony. And you know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. It's, uh, it's about changed lives. It's about seeing people come in who are hopeless, that have just no place uh, to go. They're living on the street. Maybe it's a woman who's fleeing domestic violence. Uh, maybe they've lived on the street for several months, or maybe they're just newly homeless, but they've been evicted, or they got kicked out, or they were in a relationship. Something bad happened in their life. And when you see men and women, by the way, when you're traveling through Broward or Miami-Dade, and they're on the corner, and they have those cardboards up uh, with the sign, please help me, I'm homeless, uh, please give me a dollar, or some even get bold and say, listen, I need a beer. They try to be funny. And you think those people can go up there and they can beg all day long. If they can do that, certainly they can get a job. But there's always more to the story. There's always the other side. You don't know what's going on. Sometimes it's addiction. Sometimes it's mental illness. And yes, there's people out there that are trying to beat the system, but there are very few. Mostly it's people that are Uh, have a a mental illness problem or they have an addiction problem and they couldn't keep a job. Maybe you see them out there begging, but you won't see them out there for a few days and they'll pop back up someplace else just because they're having issues in their personal life. So they really can't keep a job. And there's so many other things that are going on. And when they come into our centers, you know, we we love them. God loves them, has a plan for them. We're not going to judge them, but there is accountability. There is responsibility. Many people don't like that, that are on the streets. They don't want to even be told when they get up to have breakfast. And so it's very difficult for change. And the easiest way you can help us is by going to our website at caringplace.org slash new year. You know, we're entering the winter months. It's already been a little chillier. 
it never gets to the freezing level where ice is going to form on our windshields. But it does get cold here, and we have already had some emergency nights where people have to come in. We provide blankets and some sweaters and some pullovers and some warm clothing and then also a place to get out of the cold and, and a breakfast and some hot food. And so we can't do that year after year without you, especially during the pandemic. It's been very difficult for everybody, but we've had to rethink and redo how we serve those in the greatest of need in our community uh, by social distancing, how to feed people in the cafeteria, where to put them when they're sleeping, and so to try to keep people as safe as we can. And you know, the pandemic has swept across America again, so we've had many positive cases and had to isolate those people, and it becomes like a hopscotch. Uh, uh, whack-a-mole, you get something in one dorm under control and another dorm um, springs up and there they have somebody positive. So it has been challenging, but together we are still seeing people change their lives. And again, the best and easiest way you can help us is to go by caringplace.org slash new year. That's caringplace.org slash new year. For $2.10, you can provide a hot, delicious meal that can often lead to a changed life. And I believe there's people listening that can do 100 meals, 1,000 meals. We We've had that happen before. You know, whatever God puts on your heart. And another way you can help us during the year is become a Meals a Month partner. You know, you can find that on our website at caringplace.org. That's where you're going to say, I'll make $10 or $20 or whatever God puts on your heart. You're making a monthly pledge to help us feed those in the greatest of need. And again, hope often really does begin with a meal. You know, as we enter uh, February and March, people are doing spring cleaning in their home. And if you have furniture items, you have clothing items, things that you're cleaning up, appliances, we have a thrift store located at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It's a great place to shop. When you make your donations of furniture and clothing and knickknacks and all those things, we'll use them in our centers. We, our centers take a tremendous beating every single day. We have hundreds of people in them uh, and using them every day. And then for our graduates, we want to set them up with a complete apartment of furniture. So there's so many different ways to help us. Go to caringplace.org, see what you can do to help change your life. And stay tuned next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.